0: In our ninth episode, the three Grumpy Simmers assemble to discuss a fairly interesting topic and a topic that affects not just simulation gamers, but gamers and creatives from many different platforms and many different genres. And of course, that is the world of piracy, DRM and malware. Hi there folks, my name is Novoing24 and welcome to another episode of the Three Grumpy Simmers. Now of course, as always, I am joined by my other two fellow Grumpy Simulator pilots. I am joined by Sergio from Helisimmer.com. Hey guys. And I am uh, I am joined once again by the purple hat wearing DCS Tomcat wa- awaiting expert of Belgeo. <laughs>
1: Morning. It's, it's too early in the morning for this
0: it's really early this, this is this is the like the, the one of the problems that we face as grumpy simmers and why unfortunately Drew like Drew is usually the grumpiest of us because trying to navigate three people on opposite part or like completely different parts of the world for time zones it's a mm. bit of a nightmare anyway uh, <laughs> that is not what we are here being grumpy about today now we are being we are here being grumpy of course of something that has taken not only the flight simulation um, world by a bit of a, a, a news storm over the last uh, w- the last few weeks, uh, but actually it made its way out of the flight simulation g- community and into the, actually the wider gaming community um, as an example of something that. Of something that went horribly, horribly wrong, um, and of course we—I am talking about—and we are here to discuss today uh, the recent events of FS Labs um, and their. I—I—I um, I, I don't know how to how how, how we put this. Do, do we put this as them being accused of putting malware in there? in their release of the the a320 or are we saying that they put in a defective drm i don't know how we're going to how, how, how are we going to describe this mm, messy. it's difficult messy. the jury's yes. still out yes. yeah uh, it's messy it, it's That's very basic. very messy yeah. this, yes so implementation the, this, was inaccurate
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so, for those who might have been hiding under a rock for the last uh, few weeks, uh, the, the saga all started with the updates, uh, with an update that was pushed out for the FS Labs A three hundred and twenty. Now, FS Labs have been with us in the flight simulation community for a number of years, uh, most notably famous for their Concorde X product, uh, but also been known uh, for quite a while for producing very high quality add-ons. Uh, at, at a significant in investment of time and money from everybody involved. Now, the the discussion was is that there was, there was initial reports shortly after this update went out that uh, users were reporting that there was a piece of malware which was enabling um, mm-hmm. a, a, a another user, an unknown entity, uh, to be able to access uh, all the passwords in the, I think it was the Chrome
1: browser. Yeah. yeah. Google Chrome. Google Chrome. Yeah.
0: Google Chrome. Um, which of course from statistics is uh, the number one internet browser used by most people on their home computers now. So this was obviously a very uh, incredible security vulnerability. Um, it was raised. It made it across Reddit. It made it across uh, Kotoku, Rock Paper Shotgun. It even made it over to PC Gamer. Um, which is you never hear flight simulation news mm. ever making flights, uh, PC PC gamers. So the fact that this did was pretty epic. Um, but for, unfortunately... For oh, the wait, reasons. no.
1: Hmm? They did do something on flight simulation a few years ago. <laughs> I think the article was entitled, Is Flight Simulation Dead?
2: Ah, yes. that's that's, that's They did. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, they do flight simulation, but they only do the good parts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're gonna leave that one for another part. day. Anyway, yeah. but anyway, so, yeah. so yeah. we
0: have this, so. hey, this scenario that, that uh, this user reporting that we've got this malware. Um, the initial FS Labs were saying no, uh, stuff is clean, there is no malware there. <clears> that then over the course of the next few hours changed to you found we have DRM, uh, so digital rights management mm-hmm. built in there, which has a phone home feature, uh, which is something that that is you know quite common across um, software these days uh, which then turned into, we shouldn't have, we maybe should have done a different version of this drm To We're just going to pull this straight out. So what, where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? And, and I suppose that leaves us asking a few questions. So the first off is, is that, um, how did a piece of you know, a, a software that is able to decrypt and extract passwords from a web browser included into a flight simulation installer in the first place. Um, second reason, and I think is perhaps the more interesting one, is that why why did a a company like FS Labs the feel, feel that they needed a developer like FS Labs feel they needed to go to the extraordinary step of putting this sort of phone home drm into their product in the first place and i think that's possibly a a more of an underlying key here now as a resident software development expert i'm i'm going to throw to sergio for a second here and sort of go so i'm going to put you on the spot here sergio because i'm curious from a software development standpoint um what's the you know what was you know some of the from your 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 professional opinion, what were some of the things that went wrong with this, the way this was done, how this was handled, and uh, pretty much why are they actually doing this in the first place?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, it's a messy situation. And uh, first of all, I got to say that you know I'm all for a, a, any software developer to protect their the rights or, and to protect the copies and to protect their, their, their software. So I'm not against the fact that they are trying to do it. They are trying to protect uh, their software against piracy and uh, against people that actually don't pay for a product that they have worked on for so so long. Um, the thing is how they did it, and um, let's face it, <laughs> this is not this is not how you do it. Hmm. Uh, I have n- absolutely no problem with having a phone home system on my computer uh, if it's not sending my private data to anyone. Now, there's there's this small detail that. Uh, we have read a lot of different things on, on the media these these last few days, and um, like you said, it made it on a lot of uh, websites and a lot of um, news agencies, and it it even it even went out on ours ours Ars Technica and other you know yeah. non gaming yeah. yeah it went out on a, a lot of different web yeah yeah so it went yeah. national on some countries <coughs> this is this is actually huge, and uh, there's a small detail that I, I, I would like to have. To this, um, I read somewhere uh, they were quoting. I, I don't know if I, it was on their forum or something like this, but it was one of the guys saying that they found out that their software was being was already being pirated somewhere on a website, and they have included uh, the screenshots of that website. Um, and they even trying to defend themselves, saying that, guys. We did this not just for us because this website has, um, you know, products from other companies, which is unfortunately normal. Uh, you usually don't have a website dedicated to a single, uh, single simulation product. But the thing is, they said that they, had, they, they targeted specifically targeted Google Chrome, not because, like you said, Drew, it's the number one browser on the Internet, but because they found out that the culprit was using Chrome. How did they, how did they found out that the culprit was using Chrome, so that that they could target him later. This this so kind that, of implies that freak
0: that. that concerns me right there, like the fact that they yeah. yeah. knew that what right. browser they were using, that terrifies me. Not going to lie. I'm not.
2: Yeah, I'm <laughs> not. I'm not going to uh, you know making any accusations. But what if there was actually some other malware before the one that was discovered. Okay? Mm. So they had to find that they were using Chrome. How did they find that they, right. they that the guy was using Chrome so that they could target him later? And like you said, this terrifies me. And this whole situation... Look, it's bad enough that they were decrypting information and sending information from mm. this guy. And they say that it, it's that's just this guy, but, you know... This is software. I'm
0: sorry. There's there well, like how many thousands of people, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: acquired that product, whether legally or illegally, it's really, here know, there at the moment. <laughs> but there are thousands of users of, of virtual pilots out there flying this product
2: that is, have yeah, this, this is
0: software is, on their computer now that I, I'm sorry. This is software. Anybody can access. Anybody who knows what that software is can remote access to my PC. Yeah, no. No, thank you.
1: Yeah, well, and that's that's the other thing that gets me too, is when they're saying that it can basically sniff out your passwords in Google Chrome. Why? What is the purpose of that? What do you need my password. Why, yeah, why, for...
0: why would you... Okay, so...
1: How is that tracking down piracy?
0: Hy- hypothetically, I have a pirated copy of your product on my computer. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Why the actual F do you need to know the passwords in my web browser history?
2: Yeah, Some doesn't there. They're playing cops. What they're doing is like is there, they're playing clubs. They're playing they're cops. They are playing cops. Sorry. Mm. So uh, the way I see it, what they're doing is uh, kind of like this. They, you know, Drew. Imagine that. You know, you wake up in the, middle, in the middle of the night, like you just did today. But instead of talking <laughs> to two <laughs> yeah. fine gentlemen, we welcome. Oh, yeah. So, but instead of you now having a nice chat with two um, gorgeous guys, like you know, uh, <laughs> you know, <some> random guys. <laughs> you, oh, I you can't work. wait to
1: see where this goes.
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm terrified where this
1: is going. But anyway.
2: Imagine- mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine that you wake up in the middle of the night and you have a guy, you know, robbing your home. And what you do is you grab the, that guy, you know, you have this uh, all heroic fight and you grab the guy and you take him to the basement and you put him behind bars for um, five to ten years because, you know, that's what the law says. You would be kidnapping the guy. You would be raking mm. the law. <laughs> it's not up to you to do mm. this job.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay. okay. So, yeah,
2: what you should do is call a cops.
1: You Call nine one one. Call the cops, yeah. Just yeah. York, you yeah. grab my katana yeah. and chop him to bits. <laughs>
2: another... Yeah, but th- that's another thing. Yeah. To uh, disclaimer:
0: We a... do not promote violence on this show. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not at
2: all. <laughs> also, I'm never visiting Drew yeah. ever. Exactly. So, but, <laughs> not I, in the middle so... of the night. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's that's the thing.
0: Is that, and and going back to it? Absolutely, I 100 percent agree that you know uh, that software developers have a right to protect their products. Absolutely. Um, and I think that there's no disagreement here and I don't think there's any real disagreement in the community about some form of DRM being included um, with the product. Now um, you know, let, let's, let's face it and that's one of the arguments. Funnily enough that was actually one of the discussions that I remember having with Dovetail Games many many years ago when they mm-hmm. first yeah, moved they have, FS- R- FSX over to Steam Edition was basically so they could simply mm-hmm. go here is a DRM platform right there. Done. Yep. No more having to mess around with piracy. No more having to mess around with um, mm-hmm. different versions, different installers, and all this kind of stuff. It's like if it were if it's on this platform, it is protected for both the end user and the developer. Um, it's a secure platform. It's easily delivered, easily updatable. So you know, and and this was one of the discussions. And it's sort of like okay, you know what? That actually makes sense. And um, and to to your point earlier Sergio as well is that yes unfortunately the, you know, these piracy websites they aren't just for one simulation product or for one product generally it's just you know there's you can get so much stuff on there but then that leads us to the next question of why is that stuff on these piracy websites and, and let's, let's be clear about something here as well a lot of people seem to have this romantic notion about piracy um, it's not you know, it's not you know robbing the rich to feed the the poor kind of thing. No, sorry, this is theft. It's it's straight up theft, is what it is. Mm-hmm. So let, let's just dispel any romantic, no no you know, um, notions about that straight away. So the, so being able to protect a, a developer's um, intellectual property and their hard earned you know time because you know. Sergio, yeah, I I would dare you even I would dare to say you can, can even comprehend how many thousands of hours would have gone into decoding something like the FS Labs hmm. A three twenty. It would have been hundreds of thousands of man hours. I'm assuming.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's it's a huge product. So we, they have they had a lot of time and money invested on it. You know, um, when people look at, at you know at products, they see at the price they are paying, but. I, I cannot even start to imagine the price that FS Labs has paid from their own pockets mm. to develop this product we're okay, talking okay. about. Okay.
1: And, and that's what Hel- help, gonna... help me out. Yeah. Okay. How much does this product actually sell for? Too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't know anything don't know. about One, FS Labs 100... until this all came up, because it's yeah. not the kind of aircraft that I like to fly. One hundred and so, um,
2: something dollars? Uh, let's. Okay, so
1: we're talking about a $100 add-on. I can kind of see, not that I would justify it, I can kind of see why it would be on the piracy radar then, because that, let's face it, that's a lot of money. It is. And what Sims is it for? Is it for, like, the ESP platforms, or is it Explain? So or? It's,
0: uh, it's ESP platforms only. Um,
1: okay.
0: It is a single-in. It looks like. Have a look. Oh, sorry, I'm just trying to find the this is the other thing is that the fact that there's no sort of price on the actual website that concerns me can I just say that um
1: yeah that's kind of worrying as well I I suppose I could probably google it yeah because I mean I've seen you know Similar products or whatnot that sell for a lot of money. For example, the other big thing that everybody's been talking yeah. about over the last couple of weeks has been the Flight Factor A320 mm-hmm. Ultimate. Mm-hmm. That's a $90 product there. Okay,
0: here, here we go, here we go. Okay, so um, the version that you have is that... So you can either purchase the FSX-only version, which is 100 US dollars, or you can purchase the wow. prepared version, um, and to their credit, they are offering you can purchase the prepared version three and get the free upgrade to V to V four, and that is one hundred and forty U S dollars.
1: So there's two separate price points for the two different ESP platforms. See, see, I I, I, I almost, yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow.
0: But that's that's a pricing structure that's been Hmm. uh, pioneered by PMDG and many others. Um, Hmm. And no discount if you're getting, you know, the prepared and the FSX version. But anyway, so, you know, we're we're talking, okay, so we're talking, and this is sort of what I was getting to, um, sort of starting to get to uh, just before, was the fact that, you know, we need to look at why are these things costing there i understand absolutely uh, so as you said the, the the number of man hours that would go into developing out like this would be you know in the hundreds of thousands um, the cost of getting the, the development time the access to plans and you know actual you know experts to come in and and test it and stuff mm-hmm. like that would be phenomenal but at the same time we're talking about for round figures 150 bucks Per user, yeah, to pony up for, for an add-on. So, Drew, as you said, this is why suddenly this is on, a, it's on a, a pirate's radar. So, a question then: Are uh, is are developers starting to price themselves out of a market? And, you know, again, I'm absolutely not condoning the theft of any of any developer's product in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely not, because they need to be paid for the work that they do. But the question is, right. would they not be better off pricing it at a lower price point to then enable more people to actually
1: buy it? I'm thinking that would probably, at least from a customer standpoint or customer service standpoint, that would probably be in their best interest to, you know, grow their market. I mean, we can get into economics and talk about 100 people buying $1 worth of product or 10 people buying $100 worth of product. You know, which one is going to be more feasible for the company and so on and so forth. And, of course, the math doesn't lie on that. But by the same token, it's like I said, I've never even really heard of FS Labs prior to all of this stuff going up. And, again, that's because most of the time I don't fly those kinds of aircraft but I would have been more inclined to look into something like that if I were interested in that if they had a lower price point because honestly you're talking about 150 bucks and let's see FSX right now if you get it on Steam costs what 20 30
0: Um, special FSX on Steam probably costs you what 15 bucks on special. Even less? Yes, so <laughs> we're talking about something that's five special?
1: times yeah. five times more than the sim that it's supposed like, to go l- l- into? L-
0: like literally, like okay, so and if you go with a prepared version, you're talking about hundred and forty US dollars or to for a single aircraft to go into a sim that costs two hundred dollars or sixty bucks if you if you're a student. Mm. So we're talking something that's literally either three times the cost of the simulator or almost the cost of the simulator for one aircraft. Right. Now, uh, you know... And this I mean, is, don't get
1: me wrong, you know... And PMDG have literally sure the same great. pricing.
0: The same pricing. It's 135 bucks <laughs> for their base aircraft, for their base 777 and the 747. It is $135 for the base aircraft. If you want the extra versions, then you're ponying up, you know, $50, $60 bucks extra each time you want a different mm-hmm. version. Um...
1: Let me so, let me say that happen a lot too throughout the entire industry. The Flight Factor A three twenty that I just mentioned earlier, ninety bucks for the plane. Yeah. But guess what? Extra livery pack, ten bucks. Yeah, for like three you, liveries. You have DLCs now. <laughs> so where yeah. I I need that Your DLC I need, has DLCs. I, I need yeah. I need that
0: graphic of the, the, the bun, like the burger being sold like, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Piece piece. But so Sergio, yeah. Yeah, so so Again and, and again, I'm, I'm going to keep putting you on the spot here because you're the resident software developer here. Sure. Um, <laughs> but th- this is this is my question. You know, I, I and, and again, I absolutely agree that you know a, a fair a fair price needs to be paid and a fair rec- you know rec- compensation needs to be made to developers. Absolutely. Um, you know, we've all three of us um, have have been fortunate enough to have opportunities and times to spend with real developers. Uh, well, well, you're a real developer, but you know, but with, with flight sim developers. Um, so you know we want these people to actually you know earn a living and you know that kind of stuff, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: are they asking too much money?
2: I and don't... this is going to be the I... result. Let me just be straight with you. I, I don't know because I, I I don't have access to the amount of time they use to develop the software, and I they have mm-hmm. no access to their sales. But um, let, let me let me pick a point that you guys have uh, have talked about, and I've seen a lot a lot of these throughout you know the internet. Which is, um, people always comment that the freaking aircraft costs more than the base SIM. Mm-hmm. And I personally have no problem with that. I actually truly have no problem with that, because we're talking about a SIM that you know the base SIM has sold what 10, 100, 1,000 times more than the aircraft that I'm trying to sell to this smaller community, to this smaller niche. We are, um, and we and
0: we are and, and no matter how you how you pitch pitch it, we are always going to be a fairly small niche community. Yep, absolutely yeah, absolutely yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that's a
2: given. The, the, yeah, but the thing is, you have a broad, white simulation um, base of people that purchase. You know, they have purchased the sim. And some of them, you, you know, they get freeware. Some of them get payware. Some of them try it a couple of times and don't get back to the sim ever again. But they have actually paid for the product. And the thing is, mm-hmm. you know, Devilstill Games is able to sell FSX for so, you know, for for so so cheap right now. But the thing is that they probably have made that money they invested on like several times already. So. I'm not shocked by the fact that an aircraft can cost more. And I'm talking about an aircraft. I'm not talking about a scenery. I'm talking about a highly complex uh, software piece, such as an airliner. We cannot compare it to, for example, one of the things that can, comes to my mind is Foil's helicopters for X-Plane. No, Fred does... Good stuff. Yeah, it's the best out there for helicopters and Fred does an astonishing job with them. You know, the guy goes the extra mile or 10 on 100 miles. It's kind of like the Tristan, you know, the the Tristan of helicopters. The guy runs and runs and runs because he gets bored.
0: hey 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 i i i did a two and a half kilometer swim of a 50k bike ride and a 10k run this morning so shush you anyway yeah, moving so on the
1: i day... haven't even had
2: breakfast yet
1: <laughs>
2: you not even, you didn't even get you know you're not walking you're even awakened yet so um but the thing is the guy is the, the king of helicopters and helicopters are uh, you know Although they are very complex machines aerodynamically speaking, they are very, very simple machines compared to uh, to tube liners, to airliners. So to be honest with you, I don't I don't I don't actually I cannot ask, give you a straight answer if they are charging too much or you know or not for the products because I don't have access mm-hmm. to the amount of money they have spent and the amount of sales they are doing. But I know of a single reason why is it that they are um, making these products very expensive? It's because they sell. Period. No, they sell. So
1: we're talking put... about basically the P.T. Barnum rule of marketing, which is a sucker's born every minute.
2: Someone, some,
0: someone, will, not... someone, basically, as long as there are people out there willing, willing to pony up the price tag that is being set by that's the, the thing yeah. PMDG then they will continue to set at that price yeah. and let me mm. let, mm.
2: let me give you an example that happened here in Portugal with something very different from uh, from software uh, this this is my own theory of course and uh but it's something that I, I think is actually happening in the market. Um, our, you know, the price of gas here in Portugal is absolutely insane. You guys complain of the price of gas in the U.S. Yeah, you should see how it is here in Portugal. You
0: should,
2: you should see it in Australia. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about uh, a gallon is what, like five, six liters, and the price of a gallon uh, over there in the U.S. is what? What's the price of the fuel gallon here, there right now?
1: Uh, two dollars and well, where I am in Pennsylvania, it's about two fifty or 2 dollars 60, $2. Yeah. sixty.
2: Yeah, it's, it's very expensive, right? Then yeah, we're talking about the five six to six liters. liters. Yeah, uh, the price per liter here in Portugal is about two dollars. You see, yeah, you wanna complain? <laughs> you wow. wanna keep complain? Yeah. <laughs> shut up! Yeah. So, yeah. That the is... yeah. Yeah, true. I, I'm not. Yeah, just shut up. Um, but okay, the thing so
1: is... go to Portugal, buy a bike. <laughs> got it,
2: got it. Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is, you know, prices uh, have been fluctuating through time, like mm. every, 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 you know, like everywhere in the world. But the thing is, and this is the theory I have. Some years ago, you know, the government said, okay, let's not rule, let's not have a law and rule the prices. We're just gonna let the the the, the, the market. You know, rule itself and uh, get companies to enter this competition and, and lower prices. And what they did, of course, they just you know they got together and the prices are all the same across all brands. So they, they are the thing that they, they. I think they they are doing is that you know they 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 raise the prices to to a point where they see uh, sales starting to drop, and then, and they, then they drop the prices drop yeah, because to, yeah, and and that's... Yeah, because. It, the, the, the excuse they give us is that you know they are uh, all this is influenced influenced by you know the, the price of the barrel, of course. but the thing is the price of the barrel is not the same that it was a year ago and the price of the fuel is pretty much the same. So yeah. they are having higher profit. and why is it that they are doing this because we are buying it? Mm -hmm. if we started this yeah and and that comes yeah yeah, which goes back to the themes
0: yeah and and it comes back to the theme for us is that we're
2: yeah and i think it's kind of exactly and this is this is exactly what i think it's it's happening i may be wrong and you know one of these guys can you know come to me and tell me okay sergio here's the thing here's the math here's my excel spreadsheet and you know we have spent this amount of money to develop this uh, the, the software. We have to pay, you know, the developers and traveling and access and, to aircraft. Yeah, to and, and
0: look, and, and this is the thing. And, and I and, get and that. The, and, 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 and I get that. And I 100% agree. And as I said before, I absolutely agree that, you know, developers should be paid a, a, a fair wage and they should get fairly compensated and for the, the quality of the products that we're seeing, <clears> absolutely. Um, you know, and, you know... Not I'm not having, defending them. Yeah, I'm but, not and, and, and this I'm is not the thing, them. but it's a case yeah. of, it's a case of, okay... My biggest concern, and, and again, is this goes back to why I did do my channel in the first place, and I believe why we all do, or all three of us do what we do, is we all have a great caring for our community. Um, we have a deep-seated, deep-rooted passion for um, the flight simulation community as a whole. And we want to see it thrive, we want to see it you know, grow and thrive. And the problem that I have is the fact that um, I've seen it happen in other you know, hobbies and pastimes that I've had over the years and I've seen it in other industries that you will have a, you know, a player or a series of players who will come in and they produce very, very good quality content um, and they will start charging a price which the market initially accepts because they're seeing the quality of content. But the problem is, is that the market doesn't grow. It gets smaller because there are fewer and fewer people who can afford... That entry level price point, and this, funnily enough, almost goes back to sort of when we were first starting um, uh, three Grumpy Simmers, is the fact that you know, we're talking about what's the the entry level cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the entry level cost to to flight simulation prior to Dovetail Games coming on the ground, basically was you needed to have everything. By you needed to have the Orbix back catalogue, well, at least at the very least, you needed to have the bare minimum. You had to have their um, they're global sort of add ons. You needed to have um, uh, all this hardware and um, FSX were prepared. And it was kind of like that entry price point was, and you had to have like, you know, these add ons by PMDG and these add ons by A2A. If you didn't have all of these things, then you weren't a simmer. And that, <laughs> that entry level price point was putting so many people off coming into our hobby um yep. and, and and our passion and that really is what drives my concern here is that i absolutely think that you know we there there is room for very high quality developers absolutely i love the fact that there are developers that model mm-hmm. everything down to a toilet failing on a, on a tube liner like cool did you know that flights will actually get turned back um if they're like early into a flight if a toilet Backs up, they're more likely mm-hmm. to be turned back and given a new aeroplane for a toilet stopping than you are to have an engine failure in flight. Just saying. Anyway,
1: um, <laughs> so but this that's is, realism right there. That, this <laughs> yeah. is
0: this is my point though, is that and, and this is gets me back to the point of okay, so should it be a consideration of developers uh, and the community that's allowing the prices to be set like this? That maybe we should start be starting to say to developers, hey, because let's be honest here, we're all getting old. We're not getting any younger. And mm-hmm. if we don't have a younger generation coming on board and in large numbers into our passion, into our hobby, we are literally going to die out. So although that pc gamer article may be wrong for the moment, we may it may still happen because that's my and that that is that is my fundamental concern is that if you keep saying that um an add-on should be should be hundred and forty u s dollars, then who's actually going to be able to up att- to obtain that
1: mm-hmm yeah, there, That's I consent. think there should be some kind of limit or upper limit. But then, again, it's entirely up to the developer to decide what their product is worth. And let's also not forget, it's entirely up to the consumer to determine whether or not they really find the value in said product. Because, I mean, yeah, it costs 150 bucks. I don't fly tube liners. I will never get that, so it's not even going to cross my radar. But... Yep. Joe Schmo, the next guy over to me, maybe that's all he flies his tube liners, and he wants the most realistic experience. So that's something that's appealing to him. You know, it's it's, it's so hard yeah. to say what is justified for that genre because I mean, you're talking about myself. I play DCS. Mm-hmm. I own almost all the modules. I still have money earmarked for the Hornet, which is right around the corner, and the Tomcat. both of those together is a hundred bucks two more weeks (laughs) yeah well both of those together is roughly around a hundred bucks maybe a little bit more because we haven't gotten a price for the Tomcat yet but still i happily pay that because it's something i'm passionate about it's something i'm interested in so i can kind of see where the developers can get away with that if they know there's a ready-made market but exactly like you said tristan we're all getting older And even though there are young kids that are coming in, because, you know, I see them comment on my channel all the time, I don't know what the hard numbers are if there's, you know, going to be a resurgence, if you will, of aviation in the younger generations. I just don't know. So it's hard to say that, you know, the market can even sustain these kind of prices. I'm glad that they have sales at, you know, a lot of the regular outlets that we're used to shopping in you know all the aerosofts and all those other uh online places and whatnot but yeah i think there's gonna come a point where we in the community as a whole have to say okay this is the most that we will readily pay and basically show them you know this is as far as we're gonna go any more than that we're not paying for it
2: yeah, yeah. i don't think there's a risk of the community dying. Um, to be honest with you, I don't see that risk. I see the risk of companies uh, um, bankrupting or you know giving up on developing modules. Because let's let's be honest, if they are charging the right price for their product, um, uh, you know, having in consideration the sales they are made, they are making, they are actually making, and that they are they are not ripping us up, and they are actually you know just recovering the money and of course having some profit. Mm. Uh, what I see that it's it's, going, it's probably going to happen is that, you know, if people stop buying, these products will simply stop, you know, coming up and uh, and into the market. Um, but the thing is, guys, you, you, you cannot forget what is it that, you know, drives you, Drew, and drives you, Tristan, and drives me, and drives the rest of the guys in the community uh, into flight simulation, which is, which is the passion for flight. And the passion mm-hmm. for aviation. Yeah. And that is not going away. Okay, And I prefer to have a dumbed-down version of a, of an aircraft than no version at all. So if right. I don't have any money to pay for a 150 or $200 aircraft, I'm not going to pay the $200 aircraft. I'm going to get the base sim, and I'm going to do what a lot of people out there in the world is doing, which is playing with the default aircraft. And perhaps getting a $19 aircraft with $10 liveries, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. What it, what is what's going to happen to FS Labs? Well, either the community will keep on paying for the product or not, and then they have a decision to make. But honestly, I don't see the death. Of, it, like I said Tristan, you know, PC Gamer said some years ago that, you know, the flight the, 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 the flight dead. simulation is flight simulation yeah, dead. Yeah, we were dead. We're leaving. A second golden age. I don't know if you guys, you know, feel this uh, on yourselves, but I feel like we're living a yep. second golden age of flight simulation. There are a lot of new companies coming up. There are there are a lot of great products coming a up. Of, a lot of new um, sim
0: platforms coming out as well, yeah, and sim bikes, yeah. which we've talked l- about
2: before. L- yeah. Yeah, I'm actually getting uh, an article ready with uh, another 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 website about you know the, 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 new, the new generation of developers. And I was just talking to Drew about this. You know, there's this guy Carl from Prop Strike Studios, a brand new team of developers, um, with a, a great modeler from uh, the guy's Brazilian, living in Canada. Uh, Luciano and and Carl are a great team. They are developing these mm-hmm. insanely. Cool cooling uh, yeah <laughs> it's, it's just blowing my mind wow tristan the, the scenery is so damn cool so damn good you gotta see the screenshots yeah, you know damn, we're talking al- about
0: always always just released, i can't like, wait to see it in vr
2: this is this is a
1: an, uh,
2: this is a young team and carl is a an 18 year old guy a student and there's our new generation. Yeah, and there's this new the team the, the development team that Oli from Tech X, uh, you know, t- told me about, which which just released a scenery from Spain. I forgot the name again. And again, the guy just, the guy told me, okay, look, uh, sergio, this is a this is a Portuguese girl, hmm. okay? She was, so she's doing she's doing these uh, sceneries for X Plane, and I talked to her, and this is a father daughter team, and again, she's 19. She's a modeler, and she's doing models for X Plane. And her father is um, is working, is doing the scenery. So that new that new blood that we were just talking about is mm-hmm. coming into flight siming. And I don't think flight simulation is going to die ever, unless you know the developers, they, the basic developers start closing I, I, down. Yeah, as, as,
0: and and that's what, yeah, as I said, and, and that's my concern is that you know we we might be getting some in, but I, I'm afraid that too many of them are either going to be priced out of starting, or once they get in, they're going to be priced out of staying. Um, that's my concern. So, or that's, maybe not, or yeah. you
2: know, just, they just get the base stuff. And you know, one of the things, let me just finish this, this, mm. uh, yeah. this line of thought. One of the cool things that I've seen on these two new teams mm. is that they are uh, you know, talking about releasing freeware or really cheap products. Carl, before Carl started working as prop stop as Prop Strike Studios with Luciano, he released a very small island uh, and a, you know, a couple of locations for explained for what drew five dollars. Yeah, you had, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for five dollars, and you know he said that it was he, ridiculously he was, cheap. Yeah. And I'm not sure about, you know, what, what what the cost is going to be for this new product. If, the, if it was a full loan price for, you know, just like any other scenery, I, it wouldn't mm-hmm. shock me. The amount of work that these guys are having is absolutely insane. I would
1: easily pay like 20 upwards of 30 bucks for yeah. something like that because I've seen but- what he can do. He's already a proven entity yeah many. he is and you know he, and i've been he... following carl since his you know youtube channel if you don't know carl uh, is happy camper on youtube yeah. go ahead and subscribe to him well, we'll this pop a kid pop a helped me out like immensely as far as getting my orthophoto scenery done he was amazing as far as putting all of that together he's also helped <laughs> out i Blue yonder yeah. with their transition yeah, that's, that's
2: right played. yeah
1: the guy, so yeah, whatever, there's, whatever there's, price he wants to put on there, as long as it's not one hundred fifty bucks, I'll pay it. <laughs> no, <laughs> and yeah,
2: and I, 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 and, I, and I and I suspect he'll he'll charge even less for, for for the scenery because I think that's the if if he won't, I'm not I'm not telling you Carl not to charge more or, or not to charge twenty dollars. Okay, I'm not pressuring you, uh, but I suspect that you know he's going to try and lower the price because that's. That's his spirits that, and that's the, the kind of spirit that I see in new generation, the new generation, with a lot of guys that I've spoken with, a lot of young guys, which is not to charge this huge amount of money mm. because they understand that if it, they charge less, they sell more, and in the end, at least things will be balanced,, yeah. and more people will it's have just, their yeah, product legally. And
0: and that and that is actually the the, the point that again that sort of makes that and and I I do want to sort of round out on that one I think that um, mm-hmm. that I think if you that that's the, the tough decision that developers have to make and, and that and that doesn't matter whether it's to do with uh, flight simulation gaming whether you're a, a film producer whether you're um, selling your music online it doesn't really matter um, if you there's a there's a line between what you need to charge and what will be affordable for people to buy and willing to pay because one of the things and it was very very clear I was saying before we started recording until very recently Australia was um, the number one globally for um, pirating TV shows and music and, and movies um, and that changed uh, in the last few months simply because um, you know companies like Spotify, Netflix, Stan um, have all moved into the Australian marketplace and now started offering their services at a very affordable prices. So instead of having to pay you know $100 a month to see new release movies, now we can pay $15 a month. And suddenly, by having that price mm. point, you still have you suddenly the the demand for piracy disappears. The demand for thieving mm. content online disappears because accessing content legally becomes very affordable. And that's I, at least as I said, I, I always want to make sure developers get paid for the, the the work that they do. But I think it's something that maybe developers should really start considering. Um, The fact is if you make your content more affordable, just like the developers that that Sergio you just talked about, um, make your content more affordable and make it more accessible and suddenly your audience will grow. And I must also say that Sergio, I think we're going to have to rename you the Positive Simmer because you have far more, <laughs> you have far more positive and faith and hope in the in the community in the, in the future of the community that I think myself does. That anyway, <laughs> all right. So we're going to wrap this episode up. It has been a bit long, but it, it, these are important issues that we did want to cover because I think it was mm-hmm. really important to not just look at. The, the, the scandal that was the malware, but actually look at the fundamental reasons behind it, whether they were good or bad. The fact is that there were some driving factors that we are all that we are actually all responsible for as well, and we all actually have the power to actually have a say in. So there you go. All right, folks, uh, thank you very much for sticking <laughs> with the three Grumpy Simmers for another episode of Very Grumpy. Uh, so I'm going to say thank you very much to the resident software developer Sergio from helisimmer.com. Don't I forget, don't forget to like his channel. Uh, there'll be a link in the description and head over to the website for all things uh, helicopter simulation related. And of course, tipping the hat to the two more weeks aficionado, uh, waiting very, <laughs> very impatiently <laughs> for his Tomcats yes. and, and his Hornet. Uh, thank you very much, Miss Abel-G-O.
1: Uh Thank you as always, and to everybody out there, ciao.
0: And don't forget folks to head over
1: to Belgios channel and
0: give it a like and a subscribe as well because there is some great content that goes up regularly. And of course folks, signing off myself last, of course, my name has been Noveling 24 Don't forget to throw this uh, video a like and subscribe to the channel to keep updated with all the adventures of us three grumpy simmers from three very different time zones. And uh, just rounding out, I do want to say, as I said at the start, um, and all three of us have agreed throughout this video, that um, piracy is theft. Okay, bottom line, Mm -hmm. it is not an acceptable behavior at all. Do not do it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, think twice before you post those links. Who's got a link to this aircraft or something like that? Okay, we don't like seeing it. It doesn't become... You, any or anybody, mm-hmm. as an individual, especially not as a part of our flight simulation yep. community. If you can't, and afford- if you're on any
1: of the Facebook groups that Sergio and I and Tristan are involved with, in, we will ban you for posting yeah, stuff like that. Just right. don't do it.
0: <laughs> um, and it's a fundamental thing, guys, that, that and guys and girls that watch this, folks. Um, the developers that develop this content, um, they put a lot of time and effort uh, into that. Um, you know I, I'm you know Drew's uh, Drews a content producer Sergio's a software programmer I'm a content producer as well for flight simulation and the, a lot of the the work and hours that go into that is insane and it is fundamental that the people who you know do this work you know get get their compensation their fair fair compensation for it so if you can't afford to buy it, buy an add-on don't you know save up and then buy it or look for an alternative a free a, an actual Freeware alternative, not a pirated alternative. So, just a little community service announcement to round out the message. Alright, folks, thanks very much for watching and tuning in to the Three Grumpy Simmers. We will catch you all on the next episode coming soon. Take care, safe skies to all, and we'll see you next time.